0: Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all?
1: Hey.
0: Hey.
1: (sighs) We're going to get good at these late night recordings.
0: Yeah, it's late again. It's 8.40.
1: But we have football all week.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. And we're
1: going to have to do a late one on Wednesday, since we have football Mm, all week. Yeah. And I didn't get a chance to really finish yesterday, because we spent... All day at C2E2.
0: Yes, and we had some fans in the crowd, so thank you guys for being there and supporting us. That was yep, awesome. That was great. Um, It was a good time. Some good questions were
1: asked. It, what, there was, I don't and I don't want to say little girl, because I don't think she was little. teen Very into true crime podcasts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and her parents just kept smiling. Her
1: parents are the ones that brought her, yeah. and the questions that she was asking uh, were phenomenal. Amazing.
0: Fun, phenomenal.
1: I mean, we could have, I should have just brought her up to sit next to us, because we could have sat and had an entire conversation with her.
0: Yeah, she was cute.
1: She kept raising her hand, and then she asked her mom if she was raising her hand too much. And uh, then, did she really? Yeah, and the mom was like, no, ask anything you want. Yeah. And she did. I mean, she had some great questions. I mean,
0: she had to have been 11 or 12. Something like that, yeah. But... Yeah, phenomenal Mm -hmm. and there were some other people in the crowd that That had some really good questions really good
1: questions yeah
0: everyone was into it you know my nephew sat in the crowd we brought him and he was like dude everyone was like eyes focused on you like I and I think well
1: I think one of the guys sorry I gotta adjust my headphones um one of the guys who was asking questions I swear he was at Fan Expo I really think he was at Fan Expo I don't know though.
0: I don't know. But well, I'm sure a lot of those people were Yeah.
1: No, I mean like in like listening to us at Fan Expo. Oh, maybe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, maybe. But it was it was
1: great. I, like I'm starting to really enjoy the live events.
0: Yeah, I I like the live events too. It seems like like I get nervous beforehand, but as it's going on, like It's comfortable. It, it becomes just very comfortable. Flows yeah. and it's very comfortable. Mhm. So, um, but we had a great time. We brought my nephew, um, Jax came. Yeah. We brought our little guy Jax and he met his idol CM Punk,
1: which was hilarious. You're right. <laughs> I walked 3,700 miles trying to find him
0: and he was in front the whole time. We
1: probably passed him.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: He had his own booth. Right. Um, I'm still regretting my decision to not ditch you guys and get in line
0: from Mick Foley. Mick
1: Foley, man. Yeah. I, I was walking past just as he sat down and I was like, there's nobody in line. I should have. He had on his red and black flannel and everything. Did he really? Yes! See, I should have fucking ditched you guys.
0: He could have just done it and didn't tell us. Oh,
1: and then I found, I was looking for CM Punk and this other girl. She she looked very familiar too. She's very pretty. Um, I said, are you looking for CM Punk too? She's like, no, I'm looking for it. She pointed to her shirt and her shirt said, Lita. And I was like, oh, she's all the way in the back. And she's like, what? Really? Like, she's here? And I was like, yeah. I said, if if I read the the sign correctly, I said, I think she comes back out to her table at like 315. Yeah. She's got a table? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I've never been to one of these. I thought like everybody just crowded around her and you got to stare at her. And I was like, (laughs) no. I'm like, they have it broke down. Like, you know, what you can pay for and stuff like that. And she's like. Which
0: the prices are Jesus fucking, fucking Christ! These guys are getting fucking paid. Just
1: for an example, we paid forty dollars just for to have a, a picture fucking taken. Picture on our own cell phone.
0: Yeah, and they take the cell phone and they take, take the, picture the picture for you. Me. Yeah,
1: because I was like, okay, well, what if we get like an autograph picture and the cell phone? Like
0: everything is separate. Yeah,
1: I'm like, is that like a package deal? And he's like, no. What the
0: fuck? No. So the t shirt is 35. (laughs) The signature is 50. So. Mm. uh,
1: No, Dan Housen's was 50. Punk's was 80.
0: Oh, that's ridiculous. Yes.
1: It was 80 for an autographed picture and then $100 for an autographed item that you brought. Yeah. And then if you wanted an autographed t shirt, you had to purchase the t shirt, which they didn't have Jackson size. I tried. Yeah. Um, and then pay for the T-shirt and the autograph.
0: That's ridiculous. These guys are making mm-hmm. fucking kit, dude. Yeah. And Punk's line was like it wasn't like super filled, but it was nonstop. Right. That's,
1: like when, that's it, the would, thing. when it would, they were great cle- at moving people.
0: Yeah. When it would clear, mm-hmm. there were ten more people. When they Easily. would clear, ten more people. So they're making yeah.
1: Paint. I mean, we watched the poor guy try and get up and go to the bathroom, and he couldn't. And,
0: yeah, he forgot his lanyard, so, so he got denied. And
1: right, the chick was like, no, you need your badge. But you don't know like, where the fuck I am?
0: Dude, I'm doing a signing here. Yeah, like, he, he was pissed when he had to go back, but then yeah. like
1: he couldn't even pee. He had to go right back, but it, yeah.
0: But it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I like seeing everyone dressed up. Next time we go, we are fucking dressing up. You I'm said you would you.
1: dress up as the Beast, because I'm going to dress as I, Belle.
0: I will dress up as the Beast.
1: Yeah. There was a, there was a security guard looking for Beetlejuice.
0: Yeah, he was funny. He's
1: like, "Did you find a Beetlejuice in there?" Yet? I ain't
0: seen no Beetlejuice yet.
1: Or Blade, you seen a Blade in there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
0: what a great time. Mm-hmm. So the people that came to see us, I, well, I know you just you came to for the show, but you sat in and listened to us too. We
1: were the added bonus.
0: We were the added bonus. But thank you guys, that was awesome, and you guys had questions too, mm-hmm. and and Oscar. Yeah.
1: Bless his heart. He's like, "Well, that's what I'm talking about. I got questions that I'm going to ask yeah. you like you can't ask me at work." But yeah. they were good questions too. Oscar who know? works
0: with you. He was cool.
1: So, yeah, it was he's the one who keeps telling us we need to find like open mic nights and do live shows. I think
0: that's coming in the near future. I think it is. Yeah. We'll, we'll think see that's how it, coming. you know. Yeah.
1: People like true crime. Yeah. So,
0: and I mean I I think we got the comedy down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know I I think with the live shows you, you actually you tell cases. Yeah. So what's that
0: clicking, by the way?
1: What clicking? The dryer?
0: Oh, is that okay. Sorry guys doing laundry. Yeah, I hear something clicking. Oh, it's
1: probably a zipper. Yeah. Gotcha. Everybody needs clean
0: unders. Yeah.
1: Gotta get it done.
0: Especially me.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Hmm. But anyways, that was awesome.
1: It was. We had a good time. Other
0: news, we are taking down, we've decided to take down our first five episodes because the sound is so bad. But we're going to redo them. We are going to redo them.
1: Which, those are going to come out quick because yeah, I literally they're, have, already they're done. done. We just have to re-record them.
0: Right. But I, so. I want to... Do them as soon as possible to get them back out there.
1: We could re-record one every night because they're they're done. Yeah. And
0: they're good. Yeah. They're good. So So. uh, there's just too much good info on there that needs to be heard, but Mm -hmm. you can't fucking hear it because the sound is so bad.
1: But we've learned. So what's up? We've learned.
0: Yeah, we've learned. So I think Mm -hmm. we've just decided we're going to take them down. And re record them for you guys and put them back out.
1: Your hat is staring at me. He is. It's very weird.
0: Mm-hmm. Which one is that? River City uh or Quad City River Bandits. Oh,
1: yeah, he's staring at me. So, yeah, we're going to get those up pretty quick.
0: Yeah, so that'll be cool. So, that was the other news. Um, any Patreons?
1: Mm, no, not since the. Last episode, yeah, yeah. When I got logged out, no, yeah, yeah. To okay. my Heather's, your your tumblers are a comin'. I finally got them from Amazon. Cool, Heather squared.
0: Heather squared.
1: Mm-hmm. All I right. like that movie, The Heather's. Do you remember that movie? No, not oh at my all. God, not
0: at all. Do
1: you remember the movie Jawbreaker?
0: Yeah, <gasps> I do.
1: They just one of the girls in the podcast I was just listening to said that. Whatever's recorded in the card. I killed the team dream. Teen dream. Get over
0: it. Hmm. Love it. Sorry. Don't remember it that well. Well, it was <laughs> it, shut up. <laughs> Dick. It sounded great though.
1: Um it did. It was good. We should watch that. We should have like a nineties a movie night.
0: Sure. If you're not fucking researching or, or sleeping.
1: sleeping. Yeah. Dude, oh my God. I could not keep my fucking eyes open today. I'm aware. I don't know. what Every the 10 fuck minutes was wrong I would me. hear oh my god. Yeah, I'm aware. I was I was on the struggle a bus.
0: I'm well aware. I did
1: clean my car though. Yeah, Jack said. He got in and He was like, "Oh mom." And I was like, "Dude, I legit will throw punch you." Good job. I'm proud of you. I've I vacuumed it. <clears throat> we
0: need mm. to like wipe down the console or console. What do you mean? There's like... In my car? Yes. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say there's like monster Oh,
1: no. There. I cleaned my I car. cleaned. cleaned it. Okay. I even put air fresheners in my vents. Mmm. Clean. What flavor? Uh, midnight Sky. I yeah. Hate. Yeah, I don't like those Hawaii floral fruity clean linen shit. Fuck yeah. Give me some men's cologne That's shooting out I'm of my vents. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I want. Mm. I did wear your deodorant yeah, yesterday, so that's what I smelled it's all day. all right. Yeah.
0: Jax wears it too, mm-hmm. so. <clears throat> so a, we are on number 60. Six zero. And this is going to be a goodie.
1: Yeah, this one's... Uh, um,
0: wow, I sounded... Yeah. It's going to be a goodie!
1: Um, this one's sad. Yeah, I
0: know. But
1: everybody our age and younger remembers this. Yeah. And they know it, because this changed so many things. Yeah,
0: it did for the butter.
1: It really did. For the butter. So, today we are doing Adam Walsh. Mm-hmm. The murder of Adam Walsh.
0: Yep. We are. This,
1: it started the era, really, of just terrified children and paranoid parents.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're things, exactly right. Things changed. When you fucking locked your front door mm-hmm. you know and you actually yeah. you know had your older brother go out with you yeah. instead of just okay go ride your bike well and it's someone it, had to be with you yeah then, you know it, it
1: was funny because somebody asked yesterday did doing all of these cases change your parenting style yeah
0: yeah that's right That that was a phenomenal question and i'm question. like
1: it's you know the, it
0: absolutely has 100 i'm a fucking
1: helicopter mom yeah and i'm doing a kidnapping case right now so yeah yeah and it, yeah yeah So, I don't know. Begin. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, In 1988, John Walsh launched the TV show America's Most Wanted on the Fox network. At the time, Fox only had programming one day a week, and America's Most Wanted premiered alongside 21 Jump Street. Nice. Yes. The purpose of the show was to use the public's help to assist law enforcement in the apprehension of fugitives wanted for major felonies. Within four days of its February 1988 premiere, one of the FBI's 10 Most Wanted was captured as a direct result of a tip phoned in to the show. On May 2nd, 2008, the show's website announced its 1,000th capture. And by its end in 2012, the show was responsible for the capture of 1,400 fugitives, which included 17 of the FBI's 10 Most Wanted, and the safe recovery of 61 stranger-abducted children alive, including Elizabeth Smart. I didn't know that. Wow. Yes. Um, the one he couldn't save, though, was the most heartbreaking of all, John's six-year-old son, Adam. Um, that just gave me goosebumps. This is the 61 stranger abducted children, so there's, what do we say? 800,000 children are reported missing every yeah. year. A um, hundred of, a hundred-ish on average, of the abductions or are stranger strangers. abductions. Yeah. So for them to capture 61 stranger abducted children, that's... That's,
0: that's a high rate. That's insane. Yeah, that's it's a insane. high rate.
1: So... Uh, Adam John Walsh was born November fourteenth, 1974, in Hollywood, Florida. He was the only child to parents John and Reve. John worked as a hotel developer and official for Paradise Island Hotel and Casino. And at the time, they were building a multi-million dollar hotel in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Because of the, his job, Reve was able to stay home with Adam. Paper. Monday, July 27th of 1981. Revee woke up around eight AM. Adam woke up shortly after. John had already left for work. Family friend Jimmy Campbell came to the house to have tea at nine thirty. Tea tea. Who drinks tea? Reve. And Jimmy apparently. Oh yeah. Not okay. us. Not us. Uh, so John called from work to let Ravey know that uh, he was looking through the paper that morning and the brass barrel lamps that they had been looking for were Ooh. now on sale at Sears.
0: Ooh, Sears. Sears. Yeah,
1: so Ravey said she'd be happy to go take a look. Uh, Jimmy left shortly after to get to work by 11. Ravey freshened up and got Adam dressed in shorts, a striped polo, flip flops, and his favorite oversized boat captain's hat. So it was a boat captain's hat, like a regular, like skipper's hat. Yeah, uh, but it was fucking huge. Came like <laughs> down to the bottom of his ears. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the pair first went to St. Mark's Lutheran School to pay Adam's upcoming tuition for the school year. From there, they went to the Hollywood Mall, which is now called the Hollywood Hills Plaza. Mm, plaza. To go to Sears. Um, it's just a couple mile drive from the Walsh home. I've heard two. I've heard three. So that's mm-hmm. the thing about this case. So mm, there's a lot out there. Yeah, there's a lot, and a, a lot of the information is the same. But it's like half says one thing, half says another about certain things. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I'll okay. let you know when it comes to you yeah, know. Right. So traffic was light, and Reve went to the north side of the mall by the receiving dock to park. This was her favorite spot. She always parked in because everyone in the family could remember where the car was. It's a good thinking, because mm-hmm. I can never find a fucking car. Uh, just inside the mall doors that led into Sears was the entrance to the toy department. Clever, Sears. Very clever.
0: Oh, yeah. They knew what was up. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Adam immediately spotted a video display kiosk with Atari video or 2600 yes. video games. Um, yes. And it was the new Asteroids game. Uh, so, like, that was the thing. Like, they had just come out. You're damn right yeah. it was. So, this was huge. Yep. So, again, way to go, Sears.
0: Yeah, right.
1: So, so there were four other kids playing the games. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Adam begged his mom to go play. She hesitated for a second, but he looked so excited, and she would only be a few aisles away. And back then... I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. You you put your kids somewhere and you went and shopped. Mm -hmm. And when we went to Venture, there was a little um, cartoon booth thing Yeah, played Woody Woodpecker cartoons. And my mom would give us a couple quarters and she'd go shop and we'd watch cartoons. That's just what you fucking did.
0: Exactly. That was, you know... Can't do that shit you know. yep. There was a little arcade section yeah. in Venture. Yes. And we would.
1: Dude, I fucking love yeah,
0: Venture. My mom would do the same thing. Give us a couple bucks to mm-hmm. stay in there and. Get
1: the fuck out of her way so yeah, she can finish her exa- shopping. Yeah, exactly. Which is genius because I hated taking the kids when they were small. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, shit, I don't like taking you to the store. So, yeah. you know. So she pointed to the home furnishing section and told Adam where she would be. And that she'd be back in a few minutes to get him. He says to her, quote, Okay, mommy, I know where it is. She gave him a kiss and then ran to the lamp aisle. Revae said that she has relived that moment a million times in her head. She found a salesperson quickly and they searched the aisles but could not find the lamps. The clerk went to look in the back, taking longer than the moment she had promised. When she came back, she told Ravey that the store had not gotten the lamps in yet, but she'd be happy to call her when they did. So Ravey left her name and her number with the salesperson, and started making her way back to the toy department. Yeah, she could hear the spaceships and the cannonballs coming from the game. Um, it was approximately twelve fifteen. Yeah, twelve fifteen to twelve thirty. It depends again. Depends on the source. Mm-hmm. Now they arrived at the mall at around noon.
2: Yeah,
1: so. Anywhere between 12.15 and 12.30, she went back to the kiosk. When she rounded the corner, all she saw was the empty kiosk running the demo loop. She fought the urge to panic and started looking around, expecting to see him browsing the toys or hiding in a goddamn circle clothes thing. God, my
0: mom beat the shit. Oh, it happened to me, too. My mom tells that story. Oh,
1: my God. Yep. I thought I lost Leah once in a store. Jeez. Uh, I can't even explain the feeling.
0: Yeah, my mom thought I was lost. Oh. I, I did the same thing.
1: God. Like, you want to hug him, the, but then you want to you beat him. the fuck out of yeah. yep. So, uh, she kept telling herself not to panic. She would have someone announce Adam's name overhead and tell him to find a clerk. She quickly checks the store and the parking lot one more time, then finds a security guard. Security sends her over to customer service, who initially refuses to page Adam's name overhead.
0: And what was that for? There was no reason. Just laziness? I'd be like, listen, motherfuckers, give me the mic then. Give me the fucking mic, (laughs) asshole. Give me
1: the mic. So when they finally agreed to do it, uh, there was no response. They started, um, I believe the first page came over at 12.45, and then it went every 15 minutes.
0: Okay. And how old is Adam at this time? He I'm is sorry. He six. Okay. So He's six. So He knows his name. He,
1: oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Revae happens to run into her mother-in-law, Jean, at the store. Um, Jean heard the overhead page and came to Sears, obviously, and found Revae. The two women then searched the store and the lot for the next 90 minutes. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah? Sorry. <laughs> Good talk. Fuck, man. <laughs> My brain's broken today. Good Jesus. talk. So at 155, Revae finally decides to call the Hollywood Police Department. Um, they they did not rush in any way, shape, or form, uh, despite the fact that they were literally across the street from the Sears store. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> at that time, kids didn't. They just showed back up yeah but here's the thing like you're not you're not they
0: still do yeah oh yeah you know to a certain point today they still do
1: yeah yes older
0: kids yeah for sure yeah so many missing persons reports we would take i mean we would take at least three to four a day Mm -hmm. and at night come eight nine o'clock yeah. They're they're back at home.
1: Well, that's what I was saying. When I saw the 800,000, you're like, no, that's about right. Because, the, you know, the four it, get called in a day and yeah. three of them fucking come home at the and, end of the and
0: day. And that's just in our town. So, yeah.
1: So, she calls John at work panicking and he rushes to the mall. He gets there around uh, three. He finds Rave talking to a police officer and security, showing them um, a picture that she had. Where he was wearing the same shirt in the picture that he was wearing mm-hmm. that day. Um, the police tried to assure the parents that Adam just wandered off and he'd be back before they knew it. He's six.
0: Yeah. Okay. If he has not
1: come back in the 90 minutes she was looking,
0: Something's. he's up. not
1: coming back. Yeah. Something's up, Sherlock. Six, yeah. Six-year-olds, while, yes, they do wander off. I agree. But a six-year-old very quickly is going to want mommy. Yeah. And they're either going to stand where they're at and they're going to yell for mommy. Right. Or, you know. So, at that time, the standard time to wait was 24 to 72 hours. Which is fucking insane. Especially because we all know now with the kidnapping statistics, children are, if if an abductor is going to murder a child, it's generally within the first three hours. Yeah. So... Fuck you with your twenty four oh, to seventy two hours.
0: I can't believe that was actually a thing. I know. Can't believe And that.
1: like to be told as a parent, it, wait twenty four hours and call me back. Jesus Christ. No. Could you even
0: imagine? I no. Oh. No, I'm not waiting. I can't oh
1: God. So Reve was going aisle by aisle, yelling out the nickname that Adam's grandfather had given to him. Certain he would answer to that, which was Cooter. <clears throat> he called him Rooster Cooster, and then somehow it got shortened to, to Cooter? Stop laughing! He's six. They didn't know that then. <laughs> Cooter, <laughs> stop laughing! Oh my God, I'm gonna call you Cooter from now on. <laughs> stop laughing! <laughs> oh my God, that's so bad. What do you call your kids It wasn't that? in 81. Oh, Now man. it would be probably from
0: Devon. but. <laughs> Could you imagine if I called Jack, like like I'm picking up Jack's from school? Hey, Cooter, get in the I mean, car.
1: <laughs> in, again, in 81, it probably wasn't a big deal. Now. Yes, you might get a few strange oh, looks. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. So,
1: Sorry. when John saw the desperation on Reve's face, he said, quote, for the first time in my life, I understood what real fear was. Uh, Revae, like I said, was showing him the security. He was wearing the same shirt. John then showed them the most recent photo that had been taken of Adam, which was the now infamous baseball picture. Yeah. Um when police kind of half-assed started looking, the family and friends banded together at the Walsh home in case Adam did find his way home somehow. Right. Um, So by 6.30 that evening, police started searching the nearby canal system. Now, apparently the canal system in Florida, in that area, was huge. Um, Two developers had decided that they wanted to make the Everglades Everglades livable, and this is how the canal system started. Oh, really? Um... But it was like a spidery network kind of thing. And few of the entrances or openings, excuse me, to the canals were fenced off. Uh, And they happened to be in bike paths and parks and highly traveled areas. So really, a lot of people, their first thought was he wandered off. He fell in a fucking canal. Yeah. So at 8 o'clock that night, John can't stand around any longer and starts his own search with friends and family. Um, he ran home and grabbed Adam's favorite blanket and some toys. As it got darker and the mall got ready to close, the reality of Adam's disappearance was hitting everyone. John and Reve made a bed in the converted taxi using his favorite blue blanket as a pillow. They left the doors unlocked and a note saying, quote, Adam, stay in the car. Mommy and Daddy are looking for you. Which is genius that she parks in the same spot all the time. Yeah, So that is. So, um, the lights turned off and there were no cars left in the lot, so the Walshes drove home. Mm. They consulted with friends and family at the house, and Revee almost immediately got on her bike and started riding around the neighborhood calling out for Adam. She ended up riding back to the Sears store to check the uh, car and look into the dark store windows. She also climbed up a set of fire stairs to get to the roof and was yelling his name in ventilation shafts. Hey. I, oh, God. I can't. Like, it made my stomach hurt. Um, John went to the nearby Hollywood golf course with friends and family, forming a human chain to sweep the area. A group of Crime Watch volunteers walked the city, and a police helicopter went over the streets using its spotlight. Later in the night, John flagged a squad down to ask how the search was going. Rookie patrolman Mark Smith pointed at the picture pinned to his visor and said, quote, we're all looking for him, don't worry. By morning, the news had hit the papers. Uh, the Hollywood Sun Taddler <laughs> ran on the front page, quote, massive search launched for boy, six, Adam Walsh disappeared from Sears Monday afternoon. The Miami News quoted Hollywood police as saying that quote, kidnapping is not suspected. Uh, mm, there was
0: already okay.
1: There was little concrete reason to believe an, an abduction had taken place. Their yeah. rationale was there was no ransom note, mm-hmm. there was no disgruntled parents going, you know, through divorce, custody, anything like that. Mm-hmm. There was no quote logical reason for this child to be taken. Okay, are they ever fucking logical? No. I mean, do you think that these abductors are thinking logically? No. Okay.
0: Not one bit.
1: So at this time, as we all know, there's no regional or national alert systems or shared databases to quickly spread the information of a missing child, which means that odds are Adam and his abductor are long gone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the Walshes designed a poster with Adam's baseball picture and a $5,000 no questions asked reward. Um. It was huge. And on it, they put, we promise not to prosecute. Just drop him back off at the mall. Yeah. Drop him off at the car. We don't don't give a fuck. We don't even care who you are. Just leave him. So um, the couple actually had friends with connections at Delta Airlines. So they printed out 150,000 posters, um, including some in Spanish, and managed to get them handed out to every passenger passing through the Atlanta airport. Um <clears throat> excuse me copies also were distributed on every outgoing flight at the Fort Lauderdale Airport. Uh because of this these posters they were making copies and they were quickly being distributed through almost every airport in the United States. Yeah. Within 24 hours. That's great. Because of the parents. That's awesome. So um this was quickly becoming the largest search for a missing person in Florida's history. 48 hours after Adams' disappearance, headlo- headlines now read, quote, probes yield no clues to missing boy, and reward rises as public probe any and every clue. Uh, police are now saying the waterways need to be searched hard.
0: Duh. Yeah.
1: So the volunteers that were once walking through the golf course in the streets are now walking through the canals. Oh, Jesus. Um. By Thursday, the lead detective finally conceded that this actually could be an abduction. Mm -hmm. Um, In the first public statement about the case, he said, quote, this is not the type of child to just walk off, but we don't have any clues whatsoever what the motive would be. It's extremely frustrating. We've got no clues, no leads, no evidence, and no motives. Now, at this point, John thinks he's hoping he didn't fall in the canal. But he's thinking, what if it was a distraught mother who had lost her child and took him to raise him as her own? Yeah. So he said that would be a better scenario than him falling in the canal Mm -hmm. for obvious reasons, you know. Um, So Detective Hoffman reiterated the plea for anyone with information or who saw anything that day at the Sears to come forward. Twenty two officers from the Hollywood Police Department volunteered their unpaid time to continue the search. Florida Game and Freshwater Fish Commission donated a helicopter to search the waterways, and seven wildlife officers also volunteered their unpaid time to search the Everglades. Revae went under hypnosis to see if she had blocked any details. Hypnosis was huge. Then huge then.
0: Oh, boy. I
1: understand the concept behind it, but there's obviously a reason why the shit's not admissible. Yeah. You know?
0: Exactly.
1: So, everything was spot on. Everything that she said before was the same. You know that they used hypnosis to to capture one of the hillside stranglers?
0: Did they really? Yeah,
1: because what they do is they use the hypnosis to get him to lie. Oh. Or to catch him in a lie, pretty much. And that's what they did. They asked about a certain person and... It, he said, yeah, he remembers him being there. And they said that under hypnosis, he wouldn't even have acknowledged him in the room under hypnosis because yeah. he was already there. It's very weird. But yeah, yeah they, they caught him in a lie. That's weird. So the reward quickly reached $100,000, which was the largest reward at the time uh, offered regarding a missing child. Later that Thursday night, Marilyn Pottenberg called Hollywood police seeing her ten year old son Timothy saw Adam being pulled into a dark blue van in the parking lot at Sears because of migraines she was hesitant to allow him to be interviewed and would contact his doctor and then get back to him there were a lot of inconsistencies in his uh, story including the time frame but he's 10 yeah you so know not, so it, it doesn't necessarily it's not be right, that
2: great. it doesn't
1: necessarily mean he's wrong right so um. Despite this, though, the police announced on Saturday that they were following up on their, quote, for solid lead. The local Crime Stoppers filmed a reenactment of Adam being taken by a white male into a blue van and had it played on every local news station. What? Because the whole situation isn't fucking terrifying enough. What in the fuck? Yeah. Like, to jog memories? Or, I don't know, scar people for life?
0: Uh, Yeah, basically. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's fucking horrifying. I can't even... Like, I can picture it in my head. Yeah. So, blue vans were now being pulled over all over Florida.
0: Oh, I could imagine. Right.
1: So, by the following Thursday, um, eight days later, the police said that there were some, quote, misgivings about the initial tip from Timothy, and were concerned about inconveniencing innocent citizens. I wrote in my notes...
0: I love your notes.
1: Um... I would think that if it came to finding a missing child, fuck inconveniencing people. Pull me over 17 times if you fucking have to. Look in my van. Take it back to the police station with you if you need to. If that's what's going to help you find him.
0: But that's actually someone who gives a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know how many times you deal with people who fucking just, it's a hassle to them. Why the fuck are you, uh, why are you pulling me over? What's the deal, officer? Office? What's the deal, office?
1: Just, it's a baby. He's a baby. Some
0: people just don't give a fuck, babe.
1: Ugh. Uh, this line I put in just for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, a psychic had been consulted. Fuck
0: that. <laughs> fuck that immediately.
1: Uh, the psychic said that Adam was in water. They okay. always say that. Yeah. They're always in water. Sure. Yeah. Um, that was it about the psychic. I just had to throw that in for you shake my head so now at this point the walshes are running out of liquid money um they're spending copious amounts of money they're paying these volunteers for gas and for food and like anything that they could think of
0: well not to be a dick but isn't a volunteer supposed to be a volunteer right
1: yeah and nobody was asking for it right but they were you know they were trying to help as much as they could so,
0: I get it, and that's nice, but a volunteer is supposed to be right. a volunteer
1: so on friday july thirty first nineteen eighty one Hollywood Police Detective Captain Steve Davis called a friend of his Miami Beach homicide detective Joe Matthews. Now, this was interesting because you know how I feel about polygraphs, yeah, so um Joe Matthews was aware of the case as it was now being linked to the Lindbergh kidnapping and was um just huge at this point
2: mm-hmm.
1: um but still local shit like this didn't go national back then wow <clears throat> because nobody knew you yeah. know yeah fuck county's over probably didn't know so he was more than willing um to help at this point point. 25 hollywood uh pd officers were working the case with the help of broward county and other southern florida counties Matthews was a highly recognized polygraph expert and a highly regarded cop and investigator uh, who had actually trained Steve Davis in polygraphs and was known throughout South Florida for his meticulous style of interviewing subjects prior to the actual polygraph. Now, I like what he said about polygraphs. That's why I kept him in as much as I did.
2: Okay. Plus, he's kind
1: of a big part. So, uh, Matthew's initial thought was maybe that Adam had wandered away, gotten lost, and possibly fallen into a canal like everybody yeah, else. Right. Um, however, when he got home that night, his wife Ginny was absolutely distraught. She said she was on her way to that exact Sears, but had to turn around because their son Joey had gotten sick. At the same time, Ugh. she said, "Quote: It could have happened to us. That's what I keep thinking." Yeah. Because he, it could have, yeah. Joey was the same exact age as Adam. There, he was born the day before Adam. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> so that's why Matthews was like, "I'm out. Let's go." Yeah. So uh, Lieutenant Dick Hines worked under Davis and welcomed Matthews. Dick Hines, however, lead investigator on the case, Detective Jack Hoffman was not so welcoming, and displayed unnecessary territory marking. You guys and your fucking sword fights. Like, why? Why? We never had them. You guys didn't. But this guy was like, well, why do we need somebody from fucking Miami? We have our own polygraph guy. And Steve Davis was like, yes, he trained our polygraph guy. So, like, we're getting the best of the best here.
0: I I don't get back in these days because we we never had it. If we needed help from someone, we would call them in. Mm -hmm. If we didn't know something, we didn't know it. And we wanted someone who did.
1: That's, yes, yes. There's no need for the fucking sword fight. Nobody gives a fuck. Right. Somebody solve it. Does it matter? You guys worked as a fucking team. Bring the kid back. So this guy, I mean, the whole time that Matthews was there, that's how he was. So Heinz actually told Matthews that they wanted to start with the father, which anybody in close proximity of the child, that's what they're going to do. So, um In the meantime, he could familiarize himself with the case files. What he found was chaos. And he said it wasn't lack of good policing. It wasn't lack of motivation. It was just no one was in charge. Mm -hmm. So everybody's going in 16 different directions and not reporting back to anybody.
0: Jeez, what a cluster. So
1: 10 days had now gone by and no worthwhile information had come their way. On August 7th, 1981, Matthews conducted a polygraph on John Walsh. Matthews started by having John discuss his life, saying, quote, You get someone talking about emotional things they haven't thought about in 10 to 20 years. You establish a good baseline. When you finally get around to asking about some crime they may or may not have been involved in just the other day, you can judge any little change in body language, in rate of speech, or eagerness to respond, and so on. You know you may be on to something. He also said about his polygraph machine that it's quote just a tool that helps validate the information gathered in the interview. Yeah. The polygraph can indicate deception, but only a confession establishes guilt.
0: Okay. I like that. I his, like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I That's like why I put it in there.
1: And he's he's a world renowned expert on, he actually has a school that he teaches. Oh wow.
0: Okay. Well, I I like his Explanation. I did too. Very
1: much so. So they ended up, the test, the test and the interview together lasted over seven hours. Whoa. He asked John about his life and John was like, oh, I'm a hotel developer and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, start from scratch. And that's what he did. And they Mm -hmm. they talked for hours and then he did the polygraph. But because of that, he was very quickly able to establish that John had nothing to do with Adam's disappearance. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, however john did bring up a name that matthews had not heard yet and was shocked that he hadn't heard it yet and that name was jimmy campbell remember he came and had tea Yep. yeah so john and jimmy had first met when the they goddamn
0: tea drink while they were
1: working together at the diplomat hotel uh jimmy didn't have much of a home life or a chance for college john and revay um we kind of moving up in the world and took him into their home and said that he could stay with them as long as he helped out and he went to school. If he at any point in time quit or flunked out, he'd have to leave. Weeks prior to Adam's disappearance, he ended up dropping out of school and John kicked him out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Stuck to his guns. Um, by 9 p.m. that night, though, Matthews had Campbell in the interview room. <clears throat> Excuse me, In the very early morning hours of August 8, 1981, uh matthews had finished with campbell Mm -hmm. matthews immediately went to hoffman to tell him what he had discovered and questioned why no one had talked to him yet he's like this guy lived with them for four years yeah and moved out two months ago and nobody fucking questioned him yeah no
0: it's a little
1: so little hanky yeah um all hoffman now at this point could focus on was thinking that campbell was their guy the reason for this was because during the interview and in the polygraph process, Campbell had admitted to a four-year-long affair with Revae. Oh. Uh, Campbell said, quote, I was close to Adam, closer than his father. I was his father, brother, uncle, and playmate. I would play with him and John would read to him. Adam would say, I have two fathers. One stays at home and one works. We're inseparable totally. If he got scared, he would come sleep with me. I don't know how John Walsh did not punch him square in the motherfucking yeah, face after uh, he said that. That
0: ain't fucking cool. Um,
1: <clears throat> so, a court now, again, two different things. According to some sources, Jimmy Campbell's initial polygraph was inconclusive. Okay. But according to the book Bringing Adam Home, Joe Matthews said that his first polygraph uh, quote was absolutely conclusive. So, I don't know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I I don't. Uh, so Hoffman didn't really give a fuck what Matthews was explaining and didn't care if he passed the poly or not. Um, he said that Campbell could have, have beaten the test and fucked around with the test, but obviously he's like he he did it. Yeah. So they were thinking that um it, the only reason Revee was staying with John was because of Adam. So for Jimmy to be with Revee, Adam had to be out of the picture pretty much. Yeah. So um hoffman agreed to drop campbell as a suspect if matthews would re-examine him so they agreed to it um some again some sources say campbell could not be accounted for from 11 a.m to 2 p.m but was seen in town so close to uh 2 p.m there's no way that he could have gotten you know done the crime and gotten away with it
2: yeah
1: other sources say that he was at work, and a commercial was being filmed that day while he was at work, and you can see him in the background riding his little whatever, surfboard or whatever the fuck he was riding.
2: No.
1: So two totally different, mm. yeah. Um, on mm. August 10th of 1981, a second polygraph was done. Uh, Campbell was pissed because he couldn't figure out why at this point he was being treated so roughly by the investigators. Well, dum dum. Huh? You were banging the mom of a kid who's missing, and you were living there, and it comes out that you got booted out of the house after an altercation with John. Sir, you are a butt plug. Yes. So that's why nobody likes you, right? Yeah. Um. Which. So when John did his polygraph, Mm -hmm. allegedly. John had found out that there was an affair because he had caught them.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's why he kicked Jimmy out of the house. So at the uh, time of his polygraph, okay. he knew about the affair. Yeah. And didn't say one fucking bad word about this guy. God mm-hmm.
0: God bless him.
1: And they asked John, where's Jimmy now? And John said he's out looking. God yeah. bless him. So <laughs> um, in the... Ugh now so there's the timeline here gets hazy depending on who you talk to so i didn't put times in because it's it's very hard Mm -hmm. to to establish times and people apparently don't know that you know 3 a.m is actually the next day so um in the middle of the exam what assistant oh i forgot the word chief assistant chief larry Hessler interrupted and pulled matthews out of the room he did this to tell him that a little boy's head had just been found. They think it's Adam and he wants a confession. Oh. So should I give a trigger warning? Yeah. I mean, I just... Yeah. Not all of Adam is found. Trigger um, warning. There's some graphic descriptions coming up, so yeah. FYI. Um, so Matthews uh, ignored him and went to completing the polygraph with Campbell. Now... One source says that that's when they were informed of the discovery. And another source says that the second polygraph was three days prior to Adam's head. But the timeline doesn't make sense if that's the case then. so, Right. Um, the Walshes wanted to get Adam's story out nationally.
0: Mm-hmm. John
1: had contacted CBS, ABC, and NBC. All networks refused. What? Yep. They stated that if they did it for the Walshes, they would have to do it for everyone
0: whatever Now the, f- the fucking media yeah. just kills me
1: at one point though somebody from Good Morning America reached out to John mm-hmm. and said we'd like to have you on the show well that's good so 16 days after the disappearance the Walshes were scheduled to appear on Good Morning America yeah. so they flew to New York while they're in New York um, again the timeline is sketchy on this um, a- approximately 3 a.m. They received a phone call from family friend John Monahan um, that he needed dental records for Adam. Ooh. Now, John Monahan, quick little tidbit on him he was John Walsh's boss at the Diplomat Hotel. Okay. His son had gotten stuck in a canal. He was playing with rocks with yeah. his friends. It got stuck in the canal. And the friends came and got John while well, he was a lifeguard. Couldn't yeah. get him out. John. I don't know how he fucking thought of this, went and got scuba gear and put the scuba gear on the kid and ended up getting him out of these rocks and saved his life. Wow. So John Monahan stayed, obviously, stayed a family friend um, and paid for the couple's European honeymoon. So this was, he was obviously a very close friend. So he called and asked for dental records. Um, And John's like, but Why? Why? So he explained to them that a small child's head had been found by two fishermen in Indian River County Canal. Um, according to an interview with John later on, police felt that this was not Adam and that he should continue with his appearance on Good Morning America.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So him and him and Rave talked about it, and they figured whether it was Adam or not, his story still needed to get oh, out to the yeah. public.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So.
1: They were in New York. There was nothing they could do. So they decided to continue um, with going on Good Morning America. So while on Good Morning America, they... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. You know, tell the story about Adam and everything like that. They also announced that they have increased the reward to one hundred and twenty thousand hmm. dollars. Now they were backing the reward. Wow. Yeah. Um. I believe John Monahan gave to was contributing. Yeah. 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 They they did it. You don't have sunglasses on. It's freaking me out.
0: I'm looking at You're you. You're fucking staring at <laughs> me. <laughs> <way> <laughs> <when I'm on. laughs>
1: Jesus. Um. So, uh, I lost my fucking place because you screwed me up. (laughs) So, okay. Indian County medical examiner, Dr. Franklin Cox, confirmed with the help of dental records that the head definitely belonged to Adam Walsh. Oh, Um, He compared missing teeth, not just the molar, which comes into play later. Yeah. A county sheriff spokesperson said... This one's kind of rough, guys. Said that visually... It would not have been impossible to identify Adam if you knew his face. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other points where they discuss moving lips and stuff yeah. like that. So a lot of his face was still there, yeah. which scares the shit out of me. Yeah. And so will a picture that I show you. Um, so Cox noted that there was, um, quote, extensive cutting and chopping wounds Posteriorly from ear to ear. So, do you know what that means? Not to be a dick. So, posterior is the back. Yeah. So, the back of his neck showed that. There was a cervical vertebrae that was, um, Thought Exposed.
0: you were like going to ask like a like it was a trick question? No,
1: a lot of people don't know what posterior means. You know?
0: Yeah, back.
1: Um, he also said, "quote No ragged tissues anywhere; just the clean, sharp edges that might be expected when a head is cleared from its body with a heavy weapon."
0: Jesus.
1: He also noted that there were cuts to the ears and the occipital bones. So, if it's on the bones, it was close enough to. You know, yeah. hard enough to go through. There's also speculation that um, alligators had chewed on his head, mm. so that one was. Uh. Um, so it is likely the head was weighed down, but was forced to the surface by gases, which caused his eyes to bulge out. Oh, yeah, um, they couldn't find his body. Oh. They searched the canals. They searched you know all the connecting waterways uh still to this day yeah the rest of his body has not been recovered probably eaten that's what they think it was probably yeah. eaten by alligators um john decided to keep that phone call to himself he he didn't what
2: hmm.
1: um he didn't wa- he, he didn't want to tell rive yeah. that the head was found however it had gotten to good morning america that they had found this oh, and on the air they said how do you feel about the remains that were found oh, and he said he he doesn't know how but Reve managed to hold her composure because she didn't know mm-hmm. so uh, at eleven thirty-five a.m john received a call from friend monahan confirming that it was indeed adam Reve was not in the room she had gone to get food and john lost his shit he started destroying the hotel room. Which I don't blame him. Same girl, same security came up with an in house doctor and they ended up sedating him. Um they wanted to tell Revee and he said if anybody's gonna tell my wife it's it's gonna be me. Yeah. So they then flew home, um, and gave a makeshift press conference at the airport. Oh, jeez. It's it, it's heartbreaking. John is talking about how... Can you give them some time? Right. He can't fathom how somebody could do this to a six-year-old child. Um, and Reve talks about how Adam was just too good for this world.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um, Hollywood authorities... Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. At the advice of Hollywood authority, authorities, Cox turned the records and head over to Dr. Ron Wright, who was Fort Lauderdale's medical examiner. He determined that death had occurred uh, approximately 10 days ago from the day that they found the head, and he based that off of brain liquidation. Mm-hmm. I don't know what word I actually wrote, but it was not liquidation right there. Um, Liquid... Uh, yeah. Tulumagata. I think it says liquidization, so that's a new word. Um, the He determined that the cause of death was exfis- exfic-
0: asphyxiation. Thank
1: you. Jesus Christ, big words. Um, And I was like, how the fuck do you determine that? It's a head. Yeah. Uh, There was petechiae in his eyes. Ah. So his eyes were still in his head. So petechiae is like the breaking of little blood vessels. It's Mm -hmm. common with strangulation. Strangulation. Um, It's semi-common with suffocation, but it's also very common as a late sign of shaken baby syndrome. Yeah. So there is some useless knowledge for you. No, Not that's actually
0: but, very useful.
1: Yeah, and with shaken baby, it doesn't come out for a couple hours post mortem. Actually,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so he also determined that the decapitation was post mortem, with a blade larger than five inches, um, and the assailant had to have used two hands to bring enough force down with the weapon to decapitate him. Yeah. And they determined that Adam was lying face down when it happened. Uh, there was no other evidence found in the canal, leading police to believe that the murder had taken place elsewhere. Duh.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Florida Highway Patrol continued to comb both sides of Florida's turnpike. Uh, by Wednesday, the headlines read, "Quote Adam Walsh found dead, discovered in Vero Canal. And sixteen days of agony grow into horrid tragic climax. That same afternoon, a private memorial service was held for family at a local funeral home, and the next day, Adam's funeral was held at Saint Maurice's Catholic Church in Hollywood, with a hundred plus, pe- uh, thousand plus people in oh, attendance, wow. including a Hollywood PD photographer, which is very common. Um, the casket was empty. Oh, they, I mean, they they never found the body, obviously, but. Police held Adam's head for 27 years.
0: I, I don't understand that. Saying it was evidence. I, I don't understand that.
1: So they had a funeral with an empty casket.
0: What on it is evidence? I don't...
1: That's, yeah.
0: What about it no. is evidence?
1: I I don't know because, I mean, <clears throat> really, the only... Like,
0: really, if someone has an answer, let me know. Right. Because I'm... Because completely baffled on
1: evidentiary this. wise anything that you need is going to be written down well yeah i mean because I'm, the only thing i could think of evidence wise is testing it to make sure that it's actually him which they didn't do then obviously i mean
0: anything from a homicide you keep forever anyways in case the case is reopened
1: but the head
0: but body parts that's that's new to me. I've mm-hmm. never,
1: mm-hmm.
0: never heard a body part being held for evidence.
1: 27 years.
0: Yeah, that yeah. blows my mind.
1: So on August 13th, 1981, Hollywood detectives received an unsolicited report from a Dr. Mark Reiser, uh, who is a psychologist that sometimes worked with the Los Angeles Police Department, uh, they received a profile of the type of individual, quote, capable of abducting, murdering, and decapitating Adam Walsh. They said that it was uh, a Caucasian or Latin male between the ages of 19 and 35, but most likely in his early 20s. They also said that in horrific crimes like this, mm-hmm. uh, the assailants tend to not cross race. Mm. Yeah, I found that interesting. Yeah,
0: that is interesting. Um
1: they are looking for somebody who is borderline psychopathic or psychotic personality.
0: You don't say.
1: <laughs> With a powerful homosexual conflict ultimately expressed in rage and violence. Mm. It would be a loner, uh, but this person would brag to anybody who listened to validate their sense of self-worth. Uh, they were unlikely to express guilt or remorse. Duh. You or- know what?
0: This profiler needs a promotion.
1: Yeah. hmm um or offer a formal confession they would have little formal education and they would come from a low income family uh doing mostly manual labor jobs, which I don't like that why are you putting that together
0: babe i I don't get profilers no. all together
1: um this person would identify with children because of their um little formal education but had uh They also said that they would have previous attempts at abduction and sexual assault with possible arrest and jail time for it. Uh, He also said that... Like, some
0: of this is common sense. Right, right. Uh, I don't need a profiler to put this together. It's common sense. CSI could tell us that. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, He also said that the decapitation and disposal of the head indicated sexual assault, which they didn't elaborate... I want to look that up because I want to find out why. That yeah,
2: how, how, I I want to find out why. I tell? don't know.
1: Yeah, so none of this really matched anyone in the Walsh circle. Yeah. So they're they're thinking at this point now it's it's stranger abduction. Um. So, what, did I? Did no.
0: I miss a page? Uh,
1: I thought I did. No. Let me hit my vape. I'm going to. God,
0: I'm gonna oh, my him. God. I missed the page. He'll
1: punch you in the face. So Matthews had actually scheduled um, a polygraph with Reve.
0: because
1: mm. he wanted continuity. You know, he wanted to be the one to do it. He, unfortunately, um, on his way to the appointment, was in a pretty bad fucking car accident. Yeah. Um, ended up going to the hospital, getting 100 plus stitches in his head. And yeah. was in the hospital for uh, about five to seven days for broken ribs and a bunch of other shit.
2: Wow. So
1: he ended up not doing the poly on Reve, obviously. Yeah. And Hoffman, who didn't want him there in the first place, um, was... Uh, well, he was like, We're, we don't need you. No, yeah. You know. So... I think I got the time screwed up. So hang on. That's what I was looking at. Sorry. On August 27th, 1981, Hollywood police announced that they had scaled back their uh, team to three detectives. Uh, The next day, they went to speak with Adam's first grade teacher to confirm that he was a shy and timid kid who wouldn't wander off. What? Because this is what fucking kills me. Okay. I mean, yeah,
0: I I guess I could see them talking to her. I
1: get it. And I try to look at it from a cop's point of view you guys have to cover all your bases you have to do everything but please stop telling every single solitary fucking parent that their kid just wandered off yeah if if we're telling you he's not that type of kid it's not likely it's not like this is a teenager with a phone and a computer and blah blah blah. it's a six-year-old fucking kid if i'm telling you he's not gonna go talk to strangers please believe me
0: yeah but Okay, like in towns where I work, the parents don't give a fuck. I know, I know. don't know. So you have that too.
1: Right. And that, like I said, I try to look at it from both sides, you know. So uh, on August 29th, there was a newspaper story released that an investigator with Broward County Medical Examiner's Office stated that they knew the weapon type but we're not releasing it, so they could discount claims of quote wackos who want to claim responsibility. Mm. Okay, close to the on September fourth. Say it girl. <laughs> they spoke again with Marilyn uh, Pottenberg and Carolyn Hudson, who is the mother and grandmother, respectively, of ten-year-old witness Timothy. They told investigators that Tim saw the boy being abducted at one twenty-five. Mm. They confirmed, allegedly confirmed, that it was at 125 because the mom said that she remembers hearing yeah. the the overhead pages for him. Mm. So, oh, so I, I apologize. So the the poly with we Matthews should. and Ravey was apologize for September 10th. <clears throat> okay. um, that's when he was in the accident. So Ravey ended up taking the poly on September 14th with the county sheriff's examiner, and shortly after that, Matthews was pretty much told to go home. Um, On September 22nd, a tip was called in to the St. Lucie County Sheriff's Department. Um, uh, Apparently, a very convincing man said that he knew for a fact that a woman by the name of Mary Green was involved. So they tracked her down, and it turns out that she's a drunk and her boyfriend's a drunk, and he called just to get her in trouble. Hmm. Yeah. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it helps, but, you know... So, on October 5th of 1981, an internal supplemental report stated, quote, as of this date, this agency has not received any substantial leads that would implicate anyone in the crime. Which sucks. Mm -hmm. On October 22nd, Despite being cleared earlier, Jimmy Campbell was called back in to go over, quote, areas possibly not covered in the previous interview conducted by Mr. Joe Matthews. Please call him officer. (laughs) (laughs) You did that on purpose, you (laughs) dickface. So um, at this point, with nothing to go on, John became severely depressed, um, stopped eating, stopped drinking, lost a lot of weight, and actually became suicidal. Uh, Revey took a completely different approach. She threw herself into taking whatever positives she could. The, the Walshes had received 50,000 plus letters and correspondence from around the country, and Revae read every single Wow. Month. She also started, within four days of the funeral, the Adam Walsh Child Resource Center. Uh, this was a nonprofit to serve as a national resource for other families of missing children. They started it in their garage, really, with one landline.
0: Really, yeah.
1: And it ended wow. up—we'll find out later—it ends up merging, you know, with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. But that's how it—that's how it started. Uh, the Walshes did have more children. Um, they welcomed a daughter named Megan in 1982, right after. Um, obviously after all this had happened and then I have to look because they had two more uh, they had then son Callahan was born in 1985 who grew up and went into the music business but then decided that it wasn't for him and he had to go back to the quote family business so he now um, works with and for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children and then they had a third son born in 1994 so now to get into the people who did it,
2: or who they think did
1: it, this is the connection from the last case. Do you remember me talking about Otis Toole? Yeah. Okay, so Otis Toole confessed to the murder of Adam Walsh. Really. Seven times. Okay. And recanted seven times. Ugh,
0: what a dick. Mm-hmm.
1: So, and what, what
0: was his? What was the point of that?
1: Uh, okay, so I brought it up a little bit, but not too much in the last case. So him and his partner, his lover, um, lover Henry Lee Lucas, who Henry Lee Lucas became known as the confi- the confession killer, yeah, because these guys would confess to murders that they didn't do for j- jailhouse privileges.
0: Okay, okay. Um,
1: a lot of people think too that they would confess to murders that they did do and then recant it just to be dicks. But yeah. that's what they did. They would confess to these murders and then recant them. So on May 6th of 1983, Otis Toole was arrested for arson in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he not only went willingly, he confessed to over a dozen other fires in Jacksonville that he had started in the last 20 years, including his mother's home and the home of George Sonnenberg. During a court-ordered psych eval, Toole told Dr. Ernest Miller that setting fires allowed him to, quote, fantasize sex and he would often watch from a distance and masturbate. Mm. He was also a homosexual. He knew it at the age of 10 and had his first homosexual relationship with a neighbor boy at the age of 12. Um, He was allegedly abused by his mother and they say that his father wasn't in the picture, but then he claims that his... um, Father forced him to have sex with a friend at five years old. Yeah. So I don't, Mm. it's hard to believe anything that he fucking says. Yeah. So, uh, not to mention the fact, like, I will show you their pictures. They are what nightmares are made of. (laughs) Really?
0: That bad? Oh, they're the boogeymen. Oh,
1: Jesus. So, and then I saw one in color and I was like,
0: fuck. Uh,
1: Yeah. Um, he said that he liked the company of children, but had never consummated a relationship with a child. Oh,
0: Thanks, creep. What? That's creep
1: He also said he had seizures <clears throat> after being hit in the head with a rock as a child, um, and he was taking Dilantin, and he drank with it, which could cause psych- psychopathy. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> but so could anything else. Excuse me. Else. Uh, he had <clears throat> been depressed since his mother's death two years ago with a previous suicide attempt. What the? F- oh, IQ. He had an IQ of 75. Ooh. Average IQ is 85 to 115. Yeah. So uh, he also dropped out of school in the ninth grade and would work as a sex worker. Hey. Yeah. Um, get your freak on. He was diagnosed with borderline character disorder in this Psyche Val. And it was recommended that he uh, get treatment for, quote, psychosexual conflicts, pyromania, and alcoholism and drug dependency. Uh, He was also described as a severely disturbed man. Hmm. Go figure. Uh, He did not receive any formal treatment, but he was sentenced to 20 years for two separate arsons. Uh, His partner, Henry Lee Lucas, was facing his own issues in Texas. He was uh, the prime suspect in the murder of Catherine Powell, and he was also questioned in Louisiana for a series of unsolved murders. Lucas eventually confessed to the murders of Catherine Powell and... uh, Tool, his boyfriend's niece Becky. Ooh. There's a lot more to the to the Otis Tool and the Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah. Oh Jesus fuck! I could. Th- that's that's a whole episode. That,
0: I was gonna say that's an episode in itself. It's
1: like a fucking three part
0: episode. Oh Jesus! It's,
1: so I tried to put in enough so you you could kind of get the gist of yeah, these yeah. two fucks, but so he would eventually confess to two hundred plus murders. Jeez. Um, I've read in other sources he confessed to 360 murders. And this was the one I talked about in the last case, that he did it for burgers, milkshakes, and cigarettes. Yeah, so yeah. he
0: recanted pretty much all he of He recanted
1: these. pretty much all of them, or it was found out that it was physically impossible for them to have committed these mm-hmm. crimes. So he did implicate Addis Tool in several of these crimes, including the uh, murder of eight Jacksonville women from 1979 to 1981. Oh. Uh, While Jacksonville detective Buddy Terry finished with Lucas, he was um, interviewing him. He scheduled an interview with Otis Tool to corroborate Lucas's claims. I could not remember how to spell corroborate, so I'm really ashamed to even tell you what I wrote. So I knew what I fucking needed to say. So, on August 30th, 1983, Toole confirmed that, yes, he does know Lucas and had since 1979, and that they were in a homosexual relationship. He also said at one point, uh, Lucas left him for his cousin, and they ran away together. So, Mm -hmm. Toole went on a killing spree. He also said that everything that Lucas had told them was not true. Okay. Um, on October 10th of 1983, he confessed to committing or taking part in 65 murders. While being interviewed by a Brevard County detective, um, Tool asked him, are you from Fort Lauderdale? And he's like, no. He confused Brevard and Bower- Broward County. Yeah. Um, and the cop's like, well, why? Did you do something fucking Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. And he says, yeah, I killed a little boy. So this guy's like, fuck my life, man. Like, I was packing right. up my shit. <laughs> right. I was getting ready this to go. This dude just fucked my day up. Motherfucker. Off. So. No golfing for me. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hmm, tell me more. So he says he took a little boy from Sears near Fort, Fort Lauderdale. No shit. Yeah. So um, this guy contacted Hollywood police, but it took um, Lieutenant Hines eight days To pass the information on to the lead detective.
0: What? Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Yeah.
1: Yep. Eight days.
0: Uh check your messages. And the cop
1: was like, I did what I could fucking do. Uh, You know? So in the meantime, they now there's investigators from Louisiana who come to interview Tool because Lucas had implicated him in those murders. And they finally decide, the Hollywood Police Department finally decides that they're going to go talk to this guy. Mm -hmm. And they kind of go after the fucking Louisiana guy. Well, what kind of things are you putting in his head? Because it comes out later that police were feeding Henry Lee Lucas information.
2: Okay.
1: And the Louisiana guy was like, fuck you, dude. Like, I didn't have to find out dick about any of this. I came to talk about something else. Yeah. And I got him to talk to me about this. So, fuck you. Take it you know, for take it for what you want. Right, right. Um, Tool later recanted his signed confession, saying he only signed it to get back to Jacksonville. <sighs> so between October of 1983 and January of 1984, he makes at least seven more confessions in Adam Walsh's murder, and he recants everyone. Jeez. He changes his stories, and the descriptions don't match. Uh, one confession he said Lucas was with him, and that Lucas was the one who spotted Adam running in the mall parking lot, and it was Lucas, quote, who chopped the kid's head off. Lucas was in prison in Maryland at the time. He couldn't have been there. Um, Another time, he said that he incinerated him in a refrigerator. Obviously, he did not because he still had a skull. Um, He said that he lured Adam into his Cadillac with toys and candy. He drove north on 95, trigger warning, by the way, he drove north on ninety-five. Um, when Adam began to panic and cry, he punched him in the face, knocking him out. He drove to a deserted service road in St. Lucie County, where he strangled Adam with the seatbelt, then dragged him out of the car and decapitated him.
0: Just decapitating? I guarantee, he he like multiple body parts were probably chopped off. Oh, yeah, off. yeah. It wasn't just his head. Now,
1: he said... I think
0: multiple body parts were... Oh, I'm sure. ...were chopped, and he was, eat, they were, he was right. eaten so by alligator. another
1: one of his stories was that he uh, raped Adam for two hours and then beheaded him with a machete. Yeah,
0: you're, you're not just going to chop a no. head off. You're going to do... And
1: we all know that. Yeah. But this guy doesn't, because then he says that he took Adam's head and just threw it in the back seat on the floorboards... And put his body in the trunk. No. 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 I don't think that's going to happen that way.
0: No, it's not.
1: So, Hollywood police gave a major press conference saying that Tool was the prime suspect. However, no charges were ever filed because they couldn't, they have no physical evidence against right. him. Right. Uh, he implicated Lucas as the one who actually killed Adam, but Lucas was in prison somewhere else. He changed his story. Now, quietly, a year later, Tool was dropped as a suspect by Hollywood police. Okay. That was never publicly announced. Right. So, now, conveniently, the night before Tool's major confession to a murder that he had never once talked about before, the made-for-television movie, Adam, was aired for the first time, Ugh. attracting 38 million, million viewers. Oops. Uh, allegedly... Some of those viewers were the prison that Tool was in. Oh, God. So, it's hard to, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, blood was found in Tool's car along with the machete. Uh, they tested the, the carpeting and the machete with luminol. Mm-hmm. Um, they found blood. They did. Yeah. Um, they found a lot of blood. But luminol also reacts to metal. And this car had been gone. He mm-hmm. got rid of the car. Um, there is a picture, though, that I will see in my fucking dreams, where it looks like there's an imprint of a face in the luminal. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's one of I don't those. Know if like, want to see that? It's one of those, like. And Reve was like, "That's my. That's my son." That's 100% my son. Um, It could be one of those, you see Jesus in bread because you want to. Yeah, or the
0: clouds.
1: But it's, I mean, even if that's not what it is and it's what you think you're looking at, like my stomach hurts right now. I'm going to make you look at it. Because if I have to see it, you have to see it. Oh, well,
0: thanks, Dick.
1: Um, So, (laughs) however... Um, the carpeting and the machete mm-hmm. go missing.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. Here we go. So does the car. Oh, come on. Dude, what? Mm-hmm. How does this shit happen? Mm-hmm.
1: And now so
0: frequently. Um, like, what is yeah. going on? What are you guys doing? What are you doing with this? <laughs> are um, you taking the car, like, on a on a fucking joyride? Right. Now, um, oh, I can't. Here, they,
1: let me see it. They say that even if um, they could do testing, they're not sure if it would be good enough to get the DNA testing on, so.
0: I don't see it. You don't see it?
1: No. Oh, fuck my life. You don't even see it, like, with the picture drawn next to it?
0: No. Oh, well, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or, re- in reality, it could be a hand, if you look at it that way fingers
0: uh i see a nose and a mouth but i
1: see a nose and a mouth and an eye but yeah. then <sighs> looking where it should be an eye there's an eye
0: yeah
1: do you see that yeah yeah fuck you i can't look at that anymore get off my phone <laughs> <laughs> don't recommend it at night or don't recommend googling it at night guys. yeah so okay um so they lost everything the car the carpeting whatever um Tool ended up dying in prison on September 15th, 1996 from cirrhosis. What is that? He drank too much. Cirrhosis of the liver. His liver shriveled up like a fucking prune. Good. Hopefully it was painful. Yeah. Uh, I've read that his daughter said that he confessed on his deathbed. Mm -hmm. I don't think he had kids. He was married for like three days. Yeah. I don't think he ever had kids. Another source said that his niece said that he confessed on his deathbed. Um... The Walshes, still to this day, believe that Tool did it. Yeah, okay. Now, are you, you know what? Let me do the other ones first. There was another suspect by the name of Edward Jones, or James, excuse me. Uh, he had been arrested previously for the abduction of another Florida boy and told his cellmate that he killed Adam. Hmm. They did a little background on him and found that during that time frame, he was missing from his apartment and that he had recently had his seats reupholstered in his car. Ooh. This was after he said that the police would never find blood in his car. Years later, they played his uh, recorded interviews for voice analysis and didn't detect any deception, and there was no physical evidence, so he was cleared. Yeah. Uh, another one was Edward Edwards, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this one before. So he he is a serial killer. He was convicted of five murders, there is a man by the name of James Cameron who became a pen pal with him. Yeah. He's a retired detective and helps the FBI with cold cases. Okay. After conversing with this guy, he began to think that he was the most prolific serial killer to date. Mm. He also thinks that Edward Edwards is responsible for the Black Dahlia, the Zodiac murders, Jean Bonnet, Teresa Hallback, oh, Adam Walsh. Yeah. Right. Um, he was actually caught by his daughter. Really? Caught and turned in by his daughter. Good. She found recordings and shit that he made and turned them in. He did write a book. Oh, Yeah, great. the serial killer you never knew existed, so I need to <laughs> jump great. on that fucking book. Yeah. You ready? I'm ready. Get the Kleenex out of your nose. Ficking my nose. I'm ready now. Jeffrey Dahmer. What? Really? Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, that was the reaction I wanted why so Jeffrey Dahmer joined the military in January of 1971 and he was deployed to Germany in July or 79 excuse me he was deployed to Germany in July of 1979 as a combat medic he was described as a quote average slightly above average soldier in March of 1981, he was deemed unsuitable for military service due to his drinking and was honorably discharged because they didn't think any of his drinking activities would affect his everyday life. Yeah. So he was sent to South Carolina for a debriefing and given a plane ticket to anywhere in the world that he wanted to go. Yeah. He decided to go to Miami Beach.
0: No shit.
1: He ended up... Uh, I guess in, in the military, I couldn't find a lot of information about it. He um, was accused of rape twice by two men. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the podcasts I listened to said that there were several rapes while he was in the military. Mm. I'm not sure. Um, so he ended up moving to Sunny Isles Beach, which is eight miles from Hollywood, Florida. Ooh. Wow. Several witnesses state that they saw Dahmer at Sears the day that Adam was taken including a man by the name of Willis Morgan. He said that he was approached by a, quote, creepy guy in Radio Shack, and then he ended up following this creepy guy until he lost him at the entrance of the toy department. He was so sure, uh, he, you know, he called the police right afterwards. Yeah. But then 10 years later, when Dahmer was arrested for his crimes, yeah, Willis Morgan called the FBI again. Really? And said... This is the fucking guy that I saw. I don't know how many times I have to fucking tell you this. Yeah, He ended up writing a book called Frustrated Witness, the Story of the Adam Walsh Case and Police Misconduct.
0: Wow. I got more. Wow.
1: Another witness said that she saw a man in an army jacket abduct Adam and drag him into a blue van. She gave a description to a sketch artist, and it matched Dahmer. Get the fuck out of here. Let me pull these up, too. I'm getting chills. You can sing the Jeopardy song while I do this. I'm
0: getting fucking chills. I I,
1: I told you it was good. You're
0: blowing my mind right now. I told
1: you it was good.
0: Hang on. Man. Mm -hmm. There's more. Oh, wait. There's more.
1: Come on. Pull it up quicker, Google.
0: Ah. This is getting good. This is getting real good, though. Yeah. (laughs) That sketch is pretty fucking (laughs) dead on the Dahmer.
1: um, Another witness was actually the mother of a 10-year-old boy who was almost abducted at another mall. And the sketch that she gave matched Dahmer. (laughs) So... At this point, he had been uh, arrested twice for exposing himself to two small male children. He was also known for beheading his victims.
0: You know who that sketch kind of looks like, too? Mm. Look at it. Gacy.
1: Yeah. He kind of looked like, if you look at the sketches of, of Otis Toole, they, mm. they kind of match, too. Do but they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was known for beheading his victims, but he, he kept them. Mm-hmm. He had, like, 11 skulls or some shit in his yeah. house. Um, Who are you talking about? Dahmer. Yeah. Um, I've seen the pictures. Yeah. It also wasn't his, like, typical victim. Mm-hmm. He he would get a little bit older and he would drug him. Yeah. However, his youngest victim was 13. Yeah. This would have been at the beginning of his murder spree. So what if he started with kids? Because they don't fight. Yeah. There's that. Wow. Um, he would mostly meet his victims at gay clubs. However, at least one of his victims he met at a mall. Mm-hmm. He was also an army medic, which means he would be pretty well-versed in anatomy.
0: Yeah.
1: And know how to make a clean cut when decapitating somebody or something. So what, you, what are you saying? Do you think it was I'm Domer? saying he was a suspect. He was actually questioned in 91
0: and what did, what did he say he
1: denied ever having a blue van or driving a blue van which was debunked because he worked for a deli in miami beach and the delivery van was a blue fucking van Ooh. now the night before adam's head was found two truck drivers by the name of dennis bub and clifford Ramy saw a blue van on the side of the turnpike uh right in the spot where adam's head was found They were driving one in front of the other, got on the radio, and they're like, hey, see, you know, drive by. If you see anything, let me know if this guy needs help. Um, They noticed that there was no front passenger seat in this blue van on the turnpike. And when they found the deli that he worked at and the blue van, there's no front passenger seat.
0: That's creepy. He
1: also never flat out denied it. All he said was, I told you the ones I did, I told you who I cut, I told you who I ate, why wouldn't I why wouldn't I say yes to this one? Yeah. I don't know, because child molesters get fucking killed in prison.
0: <laughs> so Well, I mean he was gonna get killed in yeah. prison regardless well, for he, all the shit he did.
1: So he never came out and denied it. Ever. But he was questioned by police Ooh, and he was a very strong That's suspect.
0: That's a coincidence.
1: If and you I don't go on, in no. If you if you base it off of circumstantial evidence, there's more circumstantial evidence to convict Dahmer than Otis Tool. Yeah. There's more circumstantial evidence to think that Dahmer did it than Otis Tool.
0: Oh, that's crazy. You just blew my mind. Yeah,
1: that was my point. So blew my mind. I don't. I don't know who did it. I don't think oddest tool did it okay i don't think he did it at all i think he saw it on tv and he wanted to smoke yeah (laughs) and he
0: and a honey bun and
1: him and henry lee lucas very very much went for shock factor yeah and that was what better way Mm -hmm. than to bring up this child murder i I don't i don't think oddest tool did it i don't know yeah i'm i'm not sure who i think did it
0: with it yeah
1: But if you base it off of circumstantial evidence, you have to look at Jeffrey Dahmer and Edward James. And Edward James was just kind of like passed along, but like he had taken a kid already. He said the police wouldn't find blood in his car. Yeah, because you had your fucking seats reupholstered. Like, you Mm -hmm. know. So that was that was my big one. Jeffrey Dahmer. Wow.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Mm It's got me a little stumped.
1: Now, here's the next mind blowing thing. It took until the year 2006 for the Walshes to finally find out what actually happened at the kiosk that day. Okay. Because there is sources that say that he was physically dragged from the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- and there's, a, there's a couple different things. So what they found out had happened was, what happened was there were four older kids playing the game when he got there. A fight broke out between uh, the four older kids about whose turn it was next. And security kicked them out. Mm. And by security, I mean 17-year-old Catherine Schaefer with no training whatsoever in security. She sent two boys out the north entrance, or uh, one entrance, I can't remember which one, and she sent the two other boys and Adam out the west entrance. Mm. So he is pushed out of an entrance that he doesn't know it's not familiar to him. Mm It's assumed that the two other boys, the two older boys, just took off and left him because they don't know who the fuck he is. Yeah. And he was taken from there. Jeez. Um, John actually met her after this. And punched her in the fucking throat? She um, obviously had felt immense guilt, became a nurse, blah, blah, blah. But it also came out then that she was told by Sears Management to not publicly divulge the fact that she had kicked these kids out of the store.
0: Really, <laughs> motherfucker. So,
1: um, she was the security guard that sent Rave to customer service. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the oh, I forgot this one. Some sources think that uh, Adam is still alive. Well,
0: if his head is off. Well, there's
1: an author. Who says that there's no autopsy description or identification documents in the medical examiner's file? Mm -hmm. And that when Adam was killed, his two front teeth were gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But the skull was described as the adult teeth having dropped already, which I don't, there's gonna be adult teeth in his skull. Yeah. Whether they've, if they're not out. So that was the other one. Um, Uh, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. I I don't think he's alive. But this, yeah. So poor Catherine, she was told not to say anything. Now, the Walshes did bring suit against Sears. Mm -hmm. It was dropped because at some point, allegedly, and this is only one source, so I say this how I need to say it, there was only one source that reported this. Sears had allegedly produced documentation that Adam was left alone for 90 minutes not 15. Mm -hmm. They also um, found information or documentation or whatnot that um, John and Revae dabbled, they used the word abused, cocaine and marijuana at the time. Okay. So, okay, whatever. So you did fucking coke and pot at parties. The 90-minute thing would be more damaging. So it's alleged that the Walshes dropped the suit, so this wouldn't become public. Now, what the Walshes say is that the suit was dropped because it was getting in the way of their, um, uh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Well, they're they're going for these these bills, and you know they're building yeah. these centers and everything. It was getting in the way of that. It was oh, taking away okay. from that, so they they dropped suit. Um, <clears throat> in December of. 2008, a new police chief by the name of Chad Wagner was uh, obviously poli- chief of police. He gave a press conference saying um, that they are satisfied with the external review, and that Tool did it. Mm. Now, Joe Matthews did the review. He had retired from Miami Police Department, and the Walshes hired him to do an external investigation. Yeah. One of the things he found out was that there was a tip that was never followed up on. Okay. That in the area two years prior, a uh, 12-year-old, there was an attempted abduction of a 12-year-old girl at a Kmart. Okay. And she, two years later, saw Addis Tools' picture and said that it was him. Oh, really? Um, there was also questions about a dent in Addis Tools' car. Um, and there were pictures, 98 pictures of this car. That Just yawn. It's okay. Sorry. Um, 98 pictures of this car and the woman holding the picture said that in 27 years, nobody had ever looked at them. Oh um, Chief Wagner also said during this press conference, uh, that he wanted to issue a formal apology to the Walshes for how the case was handled. Yeah. That it was fucking botched from the beginning, yeah. basically. Well, I mean, yeah. You got a podunk fucking department. They don't know what they're, you
0: know. Yeah. And you really didn't have a lot to go on. Mm-mm. To, to begin with so it's not like you fucking completely botched everything no you know?
1: no so they founded obviously Revey founded the adam walsh child resource center um they now have centers all over the country so that's um, so awesome they're in west palm beach florida columbia south carolina orange county california rochester new york Um, And inevitably, they merged with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Both of them still serve on the board to this day.
0: That's awesome.
1: But the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children is the result of the Missing Child Act of 1982. Um, So John and Revae really pushed for the Missing Children Act of 1982 and the Missing Children's Assistance Act of 1984. Mm-hmm. Both of these acts uh, focus on, um, like sex offender registry. Yeah, they brought about the tears. Yeah. Um, excuse me. So that was they. Their rationale behind it was for the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children was we can track truck drivers and we can track cars. Mm-hmm. Why can't we track children yeah. when they go missing? Yeah. So. <clears throat> They also then got the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act passed. It was signed into law by President George Bush on July 27th of 2006. Um, this one really focuses on tougher penalties for failing to register as a sex offender yeah. fi- following release from prison.
0: Which in Illinois is great. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and civilian access to state websites that track sect- sex offenders. Um Some people think that the offenders wear a lifelong scarlet letter. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should be fucking castrated, if you want my honest opinion.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, Uh another thing that came out of it was uh, in the late 1990s, or excuse me, in the early 90s, a movement first started by Walmart called the Code Adam. If a Code Adam is announced, it means that a child is missing in the store. All of the doors are to be locked, and employees man every single door in the building. Nobody is allowed in. Nobody is allowed out.
0: That's awesome. That's uh, fucking awesome. By
1: the late, that's what they do in the hospital. We used to have to do it all the time. If they called a code uh, something, I can't remember what it was. We'd have to stand. They would lock down the hospital. You'd yeah. have to stand in front of the door. Um by the late 1990s, many malls, department stores, supermarkets, and other such re- retailers had adopted the same thing, the Code Adam. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> John obviously started America's Most Wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, he went on to, um, what was it, On the Hunt? Yes, On the Hunt with John Walsh, and then In Pursuit with John Walsh. And he was on a couple episodes of Cops, too. Yeah, he was. Um the In Pursuit uh, with John Walsh has actually apprehended 15 fugitives and recovered four children already. Wow. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that that's how many it was. Um, what else was I... Oh, a lot of people actually, um, they weren't fans of John Walsh around uh, the 2000s when he's trying to get these bills passed and everything because they felt that he was causing predator panic.
0: Really? Yes,
1: and he was using this um to get money. Wow. Okay, but the money was going to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Yeah, it, it's not like it's it was going, going in his, going his fucking pocket. Yeah. So was it predator panic? Probably. Was it caused by him? No. I, it, this is the this is the world. Right. It's I, the world we live in. Right. That's just that's what it is. There's not, you know, ah i don't know what i just did ah.
0: and fun fact about america's most wanted my dad he had was a, my dad had a case on there mm-hmm. so when i was younger myself my brother and my dad we flew to washington to be part of the show so we got to see it air and everything i think it was a murder in harvey
1: really yeah oh that's really cool Uh, So, the Adam Walsh Child Protection and Safety Act also, um, it instituted the national database that became available to anybody. Yeah. So, that was a big thing. Um, And then the Adam Walsh Reauthorization Act of 2016 provides budgetary allotments to continue programs passed in the 2006 Act. Uh, That was signed by President Obama on October 7th of 2016
0: so a lot of good has come yes
1: what am I there was one other thing that I wanted damn it
0: oh I think it was you were gonna say I was awesome no
1: uh uh no Hmm. no no nope no no (laughs) not that I think that that might that might have been it that might have been it
0: or I'm handsome
1: no that's not what I was gonna say Mm
0: -mm. you're such a dick
1: (laughs) i mean i'm not saying you're not handsome i'm just saying that's not what i was gonna fucking say Uh, thanks so the other thing a lot of things came out of this too because congress was now more open to looking at bills passed regarding this this is how the amber alert came about right um uh that was another texas one i believe Mm -hmm. her mom is still on the board for yeah. National Missing, you know, the the exploited children. So, yeah. so much good came out of this. Yeah. And people just couldn't, like, they had to, like people just can't let good happen.
0: People have to shit on things.
1: Yes, yes. One of the big things was, John Walsh admits in his book, him and Revae met in college. They both went, or he went to the University of Buffalo. He was in his early 20s, and she was 16 when they started dating. Mm-hmm. So the big thing that a lot of people said was if he would have been arrested for statutory rape, he would have to register as a sex offender because of the act that he passed. Okay.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Cool. Whatever. Sure. Another part of one of the bills was that um, they could take a suspect's DNA even if they have not been convicted of the crime.
0: Well, if you're convicted of a felony, I know at least in Illinois, mm-hmm. your, your DNA is taken.
1: Right. So my thought process behind that was, if they have enough evidence to arrest you for said crime, you're doing something you shouldn't be fucking doing, yeah. first of all. Second of all, if you didn't do anything wrong and you're not a serial killer, who gives a fuck? Take right. my DNA. Right. What is the difference? Swap my cheek, take my blood, put it in the national database. I don't plan on killing anybody.
0: Uh, People just got to shit on good things. They
1: do. They do, which pisses me off. Another thing that John Walsh was condemned for was saying that they should put chips in the butts of child molesters. (laughs) That explode if they go to do it again.
0: <laughs> I'm all for that. I don't
1: disagree with you, sir. I am
0: all for that.
1: I think that's a where do we sign for that?
0: I know. And I where think do that's we watch? You, <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Like the fucking hunger games. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Uh,
0: so well, that, that was, was the story of Adam Walsh. That's incredibly sad, but like so, so much, much good, came, good, out good came out of it. Yeah. So that that that's a good story. I
1: just and you know, we were talking about it earlier. I just can't imagine being in that situation. First of all, second of all, I can't imagine being so good of a person that the first thing you do is start some form of a foundation I know. or a center. Or,
0: I know. Right?
1: I I would be an alcoholic with a fucking oh, I shotgun. I would too. I like, would too. I, there's no other way to put it. Yep. I I,
0: I absolutely would too. I just I I, w- I would lose it. Yeah. I would absolutely. How do you lose
1: not? A- and so, so John and Ravey are still married to this day. Wow! So it's forty plus years, which is amazing because statistically speaking, eighty percent of married couples who lose a child end up divorced. Wow, eighty percent. That's a high rate. I've seen it twice. Yeah, that's a high. I, rate. I have. I have friends. I have two friends that were couples both lost children.
0: That's mm-hmm. that's a high rate
1: mm-hmm it's mm. it, it, i don't know i i don't know i'll i'll have to see if i can publicly speak about the one but it 80 fucking percent i could see it
0: yeah i can too i can see I it mean, both of your both of your minds are just going in mm-hmm. different directions affairs how end up
1: happening and
0: how how can you connect
1: hmm yeah
0: when both of your minds are going in different directions, you know. Well,
1: yeah. One gets help, one doesn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's yeah. I I mean I could I understand why, but it's it's so heartbreaking cuz you you would think you would want to you would want to be there for each other and sometimes you just can't. Right. I would imagine there's blame. Yeah. You can't help that shit. Right. So Right. Yeah. Very sad, but <sighs> We'll just I just can't think fathom.
0: of the good that came out of it, though. Ugh,
1: so. I can't, I can't fucking fathom being in that position. I know. At least, and this is going to sound terrible. I mean, I know finding a body is not the end result that you want, but at least you it's know. Closure. You
0: know, yeah. It's closure.
1: There was recently uh, a case that's pretty. A lot of true crime people know it, but uh, twenty years later, they found her body. Wow. Yeah. So it is. It's closure. You know. It is. It
0: absolutely is. You're not
1: wondering anymore. Mm -hmm. But now both of these fucks are dead. You can't talk to them. You can't find anything out. And then the article that I just read, even if they tried to do DNA testing, they don't think that there's enough of what they need to run an actual test on it. Mm -hmm. So, which is a shame because then you could, I mean, if you could test the blood in, tools car you could find out you could find out yeah so but who's to say it's even blood it could be metal luminol reacts to to body secretions yeah blood and metal so it's not always blood that you see right i don't know
0: (sighs) well that was a good story i mean at least a lot of good came out of it so
1: but it did it it changed how yeah Mm. it did
0: good good job babe thanks Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that, too. Um, Our next episode, we don't know what we're doing, so (laughs) we will post it. uh, As soon as we know. As soon as we know. Let you guys know.
1: Because I have no idea.
0: And once again, um, to the people who came out to C2E2 Chicago, thank you guys so much. That was awesome. Loved it. Yes. Uh, Patreons, thank you guys for your support. Um listeners um, thank listeners, you for your support you, yeah thank you guys for keep listening to us yep. you know and
1: we're gonna get those first five episodes out probably pretty quickly yeah we're, so. we're gonna
0: redo them because the i'm too much good information was mm-hmm. in them and we apologize that you just
1: and let's face it i would like to talk about betty Bradrick again i'm just saying
0: yeah liar liar on fire. i would like to talk about drew some more so
1: fuck face yeah When is his lawyer going to talk?
0: Hopefully soon. So, all right. Well, thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this one and we will be talking to you soon.
1: Bye.
0: Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving.